Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Our sermon text for today is just one verse. It's a verse that usually isn't used as a Christmas verse, but we see a very clear connection. We see the connection to the gift, the gift that God gives at Christmas time. We read today from Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the undeserved gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, these are your words, and therefore they are the truth. We ask that you increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed, I'm sure you've heard it hundreds of times. Tis better to give than to receive. It's something that parents especially want to stress to their children this time of year. They don't want them to be so greedy for the gifts they might get at Christmas, and so they remind them, tis better to give than to receive. And that's good that parents say things like that. After all, it's biblical. Jesus himself is quoted as saying, it's more blessed to give than to receive. What if I told you a little secret? Now, parents, you might want to cover your children's ears for this one. What if I told you that Christmas is all about getting? You might be shocked. Pastor, I can't believe you just said that. What are you trying to do? Get the little green monster to come alive inside of my child? I've been trying to tell them not to be so greedy. What do I mean by that? Christmas is all about getting. I'm not talking about the presents under the tree, but I'm talking about the gift in the manger. Yes, for, for God, Christmas is all about giving, isn't it? That he's the one that gives the greatest gift he can give. He gives his only begotten son the one he knows that he sends to be our Savior. But for us, Christmas is all about getting. It's all about receiving that gift of our Savior Jesus Christ. And so I encourage you today to treasure the gift that God gives to you at Christmas time. How good are you at receiving gifts? I think the kids here today are probably pretty good at receiving gifts, at least the ones that are young. I'd say the kids that are probably under age eight or seven, they're usually pretty good at, giving, at getting gifts, right? It doesn't matter what the, the gift is, kids are excited to receive the wrapped present and to tear it open. Maybe it can be two lollipops, they don't care. They're just excited to get something, right? And why is that? I think it's because kids, well, they don't have anything, and they they don't have any money. And so no matter what the gift is, they're excited to receive it. But what about the adults? How good are you at receiving gifts? I know a lot of adults, and myself included, maybe at times when we receive gifts, we say things like, oh, you shouldn't have. Take it back. And maybe we we mean it. And why do we have that attitude as adults? 
It's probably because we say, well, I have my own money and I can go buy that thing. You don't need to spend your money on me. Maybe we think about just the fact that, that we can, can get whatever we want. And so we don't want to bother other people. Or, or maybe also we can feel obligated if someone gives us a gift. Right? Oh, the Jones family got us a gift this year. Shoot, honey, we got to go and get them a gift now, right? We got to show that, that, that we also appreciate them, and, and so we, we go and get a gift for them too. Yes, this can be our mentality, especially as adults when it comes to receiving gifts. We maybe aren't so good at receiving them. What about when it comes to God's gift that he gives at Christmas? How good are we at receiving that? We maybe say that we are good at receiving God's gift of his son in the manger. But do we always receive him rightly? I, I think this time of year, we can maybe pat ourselves on the back a little bit and we say, you know, I really do a lot for other people. I went out of my way to buy all these gifts for family members and friends. I uh, went out of my way to uh, volunteer at, at church for the Advent meals or maybe the Christmas program. Uh, you know, I, I really like to help the elderly this time of year. Maybe wish that people would just notice everything that we're doing for other people a little bit more. We maybe think, do we really need the gift that God gives at Christmas, the gift of his son who comes as a savior from sin. When Martin Luther died on February 18th of 1546, there was a little piece of paper that was found on his person, and on it was written a few words, some of which were these. This is true. We are all beggars. You maybe wonder, how could that have been on Martin Luther's mind at the time of his death? We are all beggars? If anybody wasn't a beggar before God, certainly wasn't, Luther wouldn't have been a beggar, right? After all, he did so much work for God. We think about how he risked his life to proclaim the gospel and to confess the Christian faith. Why would he say that he was a beggar? Well, it's true, all of us are beggars before God because of our sin and because of what our sin deserved. As it says in our lesson for today, the wages of sin is death. Despite all of the good things that we do, everything that we have done wrong against God's commands deserves death, deserves punishment. Maybe think about it this way. Imagine if you had committed the crime of murder and you had been brought before the judge and all the evidence was laid out uh, for your case and you were obviously guilty and the judge is about to pass down the sentence for you and you say, no, wait, wait, wait a moment, judge. You know, I, I got to mention a few things. You know, I, I donated quite a bit to charity this last year and and. My volunteer hours are up this month over last month. You have to recognize uh, some of those things that I did. How's the judge going to respond? 
He's going to say, I don't care. He's going to say, it doesn't matter in this case. Someone is still dead and you killed them. You need to be punished for what you have done wrong. The same thing is true for us. As, as much good as we want to present before God, look at all that I've done for you, God. The wages of sin is death. And not just for the crime of murder, but for our self-centeredness and self-righteousness and, and for our greed. For such sins we deserve God's wrath and punishment eternally. Yet this is why God gives his gift at Christmas time. And it is exactly that. It is a gift. And I like how it's translated in our text for today. It's referred to as the undeserved gift of God. Because it is. The gift that he gives is, is not one that he owes to us because we've been so good. It's because we can do nothing to help our situation, that God in his grace and mercy gave his son, he gave this newborn babe for you. You know, parents, when they have a newborn child, they can be so excited to first hold that child in their arms. Maybe after waiting for so long, long nine months, or maybe it's been years as they've been waiting to receive that blessing of a child. They hold that child in their arms and they look at how, how cute that child is and grandma and grandpa are there and aunts and uncles and maybe brothers and sisters and they're passing the baby around, each having their chance to hold him, looking at the child, saying, does it look like mom or dad? And maybe even smelling the child, smells like youth, you know, uh, enjoying the baby. But why does God give this baby for you? It's not for any of those reasons, is it? He gives this child for you because this child comes to suffer the punishment that you deserve for your sins. As the hymn writer puts it, nails, spear shall pierce him through the cross he'll bear for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. And yet, what is the result of all of this? What does it mean for you and for me? What is the tangible blessing that we receive from this child? I want you to, to put out of your mind for a moment the baby, the Christ child. I know Christmas is all about God's gift to us of the Christ child, but you, you can't answer Jesus to this question, okay? I, I want you to think about Christmas and, and to think about what you like most about Christmas. And again, you can't say Jesus. You know, is it, is it the, the decorations? Is it, is it the music? Is it the, the food? Is it the presents? I know the kids probably all say it's the presents, right? But I guess, I would guess if I would ask the older people in the congregation today, what do you like most about Christmas I'm guessing that many of them would respond in this way. Time with family. They probably would say that the thing they like most of all is that the kids are back home and the grandkids are back home too. They're able to spend time with them. Why is that so precious, especially to someone who's older? Well, for many of them, they maybe realize 
maybe don't have that many more Christmases left. And I know that seems to be a kind of a, a depressing thing for me to say, but it's true, isn't it? It's true, not just for the older people, but it's true for all of us. This Christmas is one year closer to our last Christmas that we're going to spend with family and friends. And it's sad to think about it, and we maybe think about how important it is for us to, to soak up all those memories now. Because one day, one year, one of our loved ones isn't going to be with us as we celebrate Christmas again. But what if it didn't have to be that way? What if it didn't have to be that we spent a Christmas without our loved ones? This is why Christ comes. This is why he comes for you. This is why God gives this gift of this baby at Christmas. He comes to give you eternal life so that you can be with him forever, so you can spend Christmas with him, with your loved ones who trust in him, who die in the Lord forever and ever without end. What a, what a tremendous gift. It's unfathomable to think about how great that gift is for us, and it makes all the difference, doesn't it? As we think about what Christ brings, he brings eternal life for you and for me. We also think then of how important it is for us to share this with our loved ones. I know there's probably a number of you here today that maybe are going to celebrate Christmas with family members and friends who maybe say, you know, I'm not really that religious. That's fine for you. You can be religious, but, but don't push that on me. But it's good for us to share with them why Christmas is so important for us. Because it makes all the difference concerning death. Because it means life for us for all, for them. Share with them again that precious passage from John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Share with them, this is for you. Believe in Jesus and you will have eternal life. We'll be together with Jesus forever in heaven. Yes, there is a lot of joy that we can have in giving gifts at Christmas. And that's good for us to do. I don't want anybody to stop giving gifts at Christmas after this sermon today. But Christmas, if you think about it, for us is all about getting. It's all about receiving God's gift that he gives to us. His most precious gift of all, the gift of his son in that manger bed. The gift that makes all the difference for us because the wages of sin is death. We deserve death for what we have done wrong. But the undeserved gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Treasure God's gift for you this Christmas and always. Amen. I invite the congregation to please rise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be forevermore. Amen.